0: Hi, and welcome to For Real Life. I'm Joachim Hill. This podcast is intended to use biblical truth for real life issues. The Bible talks about many of life's questions, struggles, hopes, and fears. It's a book that was written many years ago, but is definitely applicable to the here and now. It's not just stories and theories. It's For Real Life. So Caleb, thanks again for joining me today.
1: Hi, you We're
0: going to look into, uh, well, we're continuing the theme of the existence of God, and we're going to look into the first uh, topic that you have looked at as as a proof of the existence of God, which is science. How is it that you think science uh, supports the existence of God?
1: Yeah, so I look at this from the perspective, we'll call it, of the science of the universe, and... I look at it from the perspective of how on earth does does life exist how on earth is life sustained and that was the perhaps the greatest curiosity that led me down this rabbit hole so to speak on just understanding what the universe is made up and this is some pretty high science you know I say I'm an engineer and I, I um, say, so, yeah, I have an element of, of scientific background, but by no means am I an expert in this. I guess it's uh, when you start to scratch the surface and go down the, that rabbit hole of, of design, there's some really interesting fundamental principles that govern a lot of uh, physical constants, uh, physical state of being. And of course, as an engineer, there's some specific properties of, uh, of materials that are absolutely dependent on in order for systems to function. So I'm in the boiler business and without very specific uh, properties of water, boilers just don't work.
0: What does that mean, uh, a property of water? Because I own property and I have lots of water that sometimes comes into my basement, but I don't think that's what you
1: mean. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I mentioned, I think, in our last conversation a little bit about my garden just keeps absorbing water. But <clears throat> specifically what I'm talking about is, is really the physical makeup of H2O. And it's a fascinating natural, uh, naturally existing uh, substance on the face of the planet. It actually is one of the keys to sustaining life. And this is a really tangible example of the order of the universe. So for example, there's a bunch of physical constants that determine the structure, the actual physical makeup of the matter of of the planet and of the universe. Things like um, gravitational constants. There's a Epsilon is an example, which is a measure of nuclear efficiency. Um, omega is a density parameter. Lambda is a cosmological constant. Q is the ratio of gravitational energy. So all of these things you can, you can go and kind of dig up on, on your own and have a look at these things. But what they are are very specific uh, constants that are applied to formulas that actually determine the state of matter and the, re- the state of matter as it relates to other matter. And, and without these very specific constants, the universe either expands rapidly or collapses upon itself. And various things like this that are really fascinating. So all of these things kind of maybe seems a bit, ooh, that's high science. However, you can start to look at them and it's really fascinating to see these consistent constants that govern the relationships of matter. And one of them is water.
0: So, if I'm understanding correctly, some of the, the properties or the state of the property would be then ice, uh, just liquid water as we would drink it, or an uh, evaporated water. Are those, uh-
1: yeah, exactly, Joakim. So, if you look at the properties of water, I mean, we, it's all around us. Uh, not here in Canada, we're blessed with a plethora of water. If you've ever been to the Middle East, there's there's very little water, and it's it's perhaps in some situations the most valuable resource that a lot of countries have. But you know what water is, right? It's an inorganic compound. Generally speaking, it's tasteless and odorless. And I know both both you and I, Joachim, have lived in the city of Cambridge, Ontario, and we know that sometimes the water in the city of Cambridge isn't exactly tasteless and odorless. <laughs> But generally speaking, water has really no taste. It it doesn't have a smell. Um, It's a solvent. But it's really the only substance on Earth that exists kind of simultaneously as a solid, a liquid, and a gas. And one of the neatest things about water is if you look at its PVT diagram, which is the relationship of pressure, volume, and temperature at different pressures, volumes, and temperatures, substances take on certain forms. So you mentioned gas, liquid, and solid. So why is this so remarkable with water? Well, most substances in their solid form are more dense than they are in liquid form and more dense, of course, than in a gaseous form. So it it goes, the most dense form of of a compound is typically a solid. It's less dense as a liquid and it's the least dense in gaseous form. Well, what's remarkable about water is it's actually more dense as a liquid than as a solid. And it's one of very, very few naturally occurring substances on this planet that have this particular characteristic. And why is that important? Well, when you have a glass of water and put some ice cubes in it, those ice cubes float to the top. Okay, great. That's that's interesting. <laughs> it makes for a delicious, refreshing glass of water. But why it's important? In cold climates, as you know, the surface of a lake freezes. If water were to increase its density uh, in solid form, that ice would simply sink to the bottom of the lake, and the and the cycle would repeat itself. You would have more and more and more and more ice form, and eventually that lake would freeze solid. So why is that important? Well, the reason it's important is it actually is able to sustain life. In, in liquid form, you, you look at uh, a fish. Fish can't live in ice. They can live in cold, cold water, but it would destroy the ecosystems of, of freshwater flora and fauna if water, was more dense as a solid. It's remarkable, and it's one of the key things that sustains life on this planet. And this PVT relationship, the fact that water is less dense as a solid is one of the most remarkable physical properties and characteristics of substances that sustain life on this planet. I find that totally fascinating.
0: So what are some other... um, So water is is one thing where the, the density is greater when it's in solid state. What are some examples of other substances where that is not the case?
1: Yeah, and that, that actually forms the fundamentals of a, of a lot of different things, such as steel. Uh, in steel making, it's actually critical that steel, is, uh, as you freeze steel, and it's a funny thing to think of, because in standard uh, state, we look at steel as a, as a very, very hard, strong material. And again, <clears throat> this goes back to my boiler making Roots or, or career, I say, the thing that I do for my job every day, it's critical that steel maintains its strength of properties at even very high temperatures. And so, what's critical about steel making is understanding the, the flow of this material and, and how to freeze steel. You heat it up into very, very high temperatures to, to make it flow into the shapes that you want. But without understanding that steel is more dense as a solid than a liquid, it actually changes the way that you draw shapes and that you would uh, you would create things like boiler tubes or, or structural steel members that support buildings. So steel is a is a critical critical component that we know exists in both liquid and 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 solid phase. Now of course standard condition steel is steel. It's hard. It's a solid. It's part of the building blocks of our society, but you elevate it to incredible temperatures and it starts to flow as a liquid. And of course, if you can go beyond that, it would turn into a gas. But this is an example of, of a material that is critical for us as a society to use, but also to understand its properties so that you can form it into different shapes, that you can do all sorts of fascinating things, such as make a boiler with a nice boiler tube in it, that allows you to change water from liquid to gaseous phase and use the energy in that steam. So there's an example of a, of a material that we, as humans, are able to manipulate by heating up incredibly to turn it into a liquid, to form it into a shape as a solid, to then use that as, uh, as a tool for, um, for our society to, to keep, uh, keep the culture going, to keep our society running. Steel is an amazing, amazing uh, uh, alloy.
0: I think specifically with regards to water is that our uh, our lives depend on it no question not just for us I mean we you know, we need water to survive but uh, you may I think mentioned this earlier as well how if it didn't have those uh, those properties um, or at least if, if the the way you know the the different phases of that property were different that would destroy entire ecosystems after one winter essentially
1: yep life wouldn't exist on the planet, for sure. And that's, I think, the, the most remarkable thing about that substance, is without water and without water in the way that it exists, life would not exist on this planet.
0: Yeah, and so the that um, I guess the way that we as, as humans depend on it and, and the way that our whole ecosystem depends on, on that exact makeup of water uh, seems too perfect to be coincidental. Is that what you say it proves to you that there's an existence of creation
1: absolutely for such a critical element on this planet to have such an unusual natural uh characteristic to me says wow without this without this substance life wouldn't exist there's got to be something to this
0: yeah Uh, it's a hot day here um i can foresee myself staring at my glass of water with ice cubes today and people looking weird at me but it's the risk i'm willing to take <laughs> uh thanks so much for for taking the time uh on this kid i think that was helpful um and it's a good start into uh well, it's a three-part series into looking for for proof for evidence uh, of of the existence of of the creator um so thanks again uh, we're going to talk about archaeology uh next so i'm looking forward to speaking with you again
1: all right joachim take care uh, talk to you later
2: Thank you for listening to For Real Life in the WCF Podcast Network. I'm Levi, and I'm a co-host on a show called A Little Faith, where we explore faith breakdowns and buildups with different people who have very powerful stories to tell. We have another show where Tom and Naomi are exploring how we interact in our ecclesial relationships, and it's called From the Platform. It's a very in-depth series that is incredibly helpful for understanding and developing compassion and better listening practices. You can find both of those wherever you get your podcasts or our website, wcfoundation.org podcasts. Lastly, did you know that WCF assists in support and resettlement for dozens of political refugees a year? Please consider supporting our efforts with donating on our website, wcfoundation.org. Have a great week. How can you grow faith throughout your whole life? WCF's Faith Launch program is designed to help you answer that huge question as you embark on your own life journey. The answer matters because the true measure of our life is faith, learning to set aside our instincts and to trust God and His Son. You develop this faith in the decisions you make, the relationships you form, and the trials you encounter. Faith Launch gives you a set of strong faith-building tools connects you with a network of peers and mentors, and helps you reflect on the best faith plan to help guide you through your journey. Faith launch starts fall 2020 and is aimed at young adults between the ages of 18 and 35. There is no cost to participate and to better accommodate your schedule, much of the program will be delivered online. The program wraps up with a final retreat to weave together key learnings and send off participants with fresh faith inspiration. To find out more, visit wcfoundation.org slash faithlaunch.